Welcome to Trade Experts, flipping the script on the common narrative of international trade. We shine a light on the bright female leaders of this dynamic field in order for female voices to be heard and recognized equally in debates about trade policy, whether in the media, at conferences, or at negotiating tables worldwide. From trade policy, economics, and law to regulation, technology, and digital policy, these experts will be overlooked no more. Let's challenge the status quo. Welcome to the Trade Experts podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Kemock. On today's episode, you'll hear from two advisory board members and a member of our blog editorial board. But first, you'll hear from Hannah Norberg, our founder and president of Trade Experts, on why the advisory board was created. Hey, Kelly. So thank you so much for taking on this amazing task of introducing the advisory board. It is really a dream come true for us. So the advisory board, our advisor vets, is a group of female trade experts who are not just well-established and successful, but they are also awesome in the sense that they're passionate about leaving the door open for those who are coming up behind them and sharing what they have learned along the way. Um, so about a year ago, I'd say, um, the directors, where you are one of them, Kelly, um, the director vets, we came up with a list, sort of a wish list, actually, of women, uh, our heroes or our sheroes. Um, and we just reached out and asked them to join us. And lo and behold, they all did. So they help us every day in, in our everyday work by sharing their light, sharing their expertise, their knowledge, their networks, and they guide us in our overarching goals. And we are so delighted and grateful to have them on board. And today, specifically, uh, you have invited two women who have been with us from basically the very first tweet back in 2018. Um, Cecilia Momslem and uh, Deborah Steiger, and I'm so excited to hear what they have to say. So first, we asked Cecilia to share her experience in trade. Well, I am a former commissioner of trade, which means that I was a commissioner in the European Commission. This is a post that is appointed by member states, appoint one person, and then you are confirmed as a joint group, as a college of commissioners by the European Parliament. And I was appointed trade commissioner in 2015, and or 2014 actually, end of 2014. And that meant that I was responsible for the European Union's trade policy. Trade policy is what we call exclusive competence of the European Commission, meaning that it is the Commission who negotiates trade agreements on behalf of all the 27 member countries. And it's also the Commission who represents the EU in WTO, for instance, who deals with trade conflicts and so on. So that was, of course, five fantastic years of uh, negotiating quite a few trade agreements, but also engaging with others on the multilateral level with its um, possibilities, but also some difficulties. It was a tense period between the EU and the US, for instance, under the Trump administration. Since I left the, uh, the European Commission in Brussels, I have moved back to Sweden, which is my home country. And I now work as a guest professor at the University of Gothenburg, where I teach European politics, uh, trade policies, multilateral relations, geopolitics, and so on. So I have the um, possibility to uh, combine theory and practice, which is great. 
I'm very proud of having been asked to be a, um, a senior fellow at Peterson Institute of International Economics in DC. So I am a non-resident fellow there as well, um, just since a couple of months, where I do a, um, a trade series, a virtual series with talks on different aspects of trade uh, online. And also the intention to write a few blogs and a few uh, papers and, and so on. So far, I haven't been able to, to visit because of the restrictions, but I hope to be able to go to Washington soon. And then Deborah shared with us her experience. I've been involved in trade law and policy for 40 years. Um, my introduction was at the University of Michigan Law School as a grad student when I was really inspired by Professor John Jackson, who was really the founder of international trade law. And ever since then, I've been very passionate about international trade law and policy. I have been uh, a practitioner of international trade law in private law firms and uh, a trade uh, negotiator for the government of Canada in the Uruguay round. I was involved in the negotiations that led to the establishment of the World Trade Organization as an organization. And also, I was the negotiator for Canada, the dispute settlement understanding. And um, I then became the director of the appellate body secretariat in the first six years and helped to establish the appellate body secretariat. So I, I had a really exciting role both in um, the institutional negotiations that led to the establishment of the WTO and its dispute settlement system, as well as the creation of the appellate body. Since that time, I came back to Canada and I practiced for a very brief period international trade law. Um, but I spent over 15 years uh, since then as uh, a trade law professor teaching the new generation of international trade lawyers and, and mentoring students in international trade law, writing, researching, and writing and thinking about the future of the WTO, uh, free trade agreements, and, and the trading system. And so that's what um, I'm, I'm not teaching anymore. I retired recently. Uh, but I continue to think broadly and research on the trading system and mentor through um, Trade Lab, which is a network of trade law clinics around the world. I'm the president of that organization and I uh, continue to consult and work on trade issues. Both Cecilia and Deborah have mentioned that teaching has been a part of their career paths. And that is such a wonderful aspect of the trade field to be able to learn from those who have been doing it. There's a quote I love that says, when you reach the top, you should remember to send the elevator back down for the others. And that credit goes to Edith P.F., who is a French singer in the 30s and 40s. Next, I talk with Cecilia and Deborah about how they send that elevator back down as mentors. Well, I have spent probably 15 to 20 years as a, as a professor and uh, as a supervisor of trade lawyers in the WTO and also in the Canadian government. So hiring and, and supervising more junior staff 
but I've had a lot of experience over the years in, in mentoring uh, women lawyers and, and students as they progress through their careers after they leave the university, as well as, as men. And, and that has been one of the very rewarding things that I've done in my career. We discuss the multiple responsibilities of a mentor, and Deborah lays out a few here. One is to boost the person's confidence, particularly, I would say, among, among the women who are starting out. Also, to provide advice on career path and to reassure people, individuals, that careers don't have to take a, a sort of linear path, that there's lots of options open, and to provide some substantive advice. But in my experience, I found that it was, it was more the advice that was personal to the individual that was really sought after. I, I don't know how Cecilia feels about that, but um, building that person's confidence, but also how to ad- adapt and perhaps look for or seek opportunities that maybe that person had not thought of, non-traditional opportunities in the trade field. And Cecilia agreed. She sends the elevator back down by providing opportunity and encouragement. I have tried to um, support especially women in this regard, because I found that trade is a quite male-dominated area in Brussels and around. If you scratch the surface a bit, you find that there are plenty of highly qualified women, but you don't see them immediately. So that's why I have tried to, in my my cabinet, my staff, to employ half-half, to have a female head of cabinet, to try to also in the the director general, which is the department of trade in the commission, the posts I could influence also to push women to apply for the very highest director posts and so on. And also in all the meetings that I've had with, you know, could be students or young people or or, um, professionals, you can, you notice, and I'm sure Deborah has a similar experience that people sort of come back come to you afterwards, ask questions and ask for informal advice and they seek, seek to have that confirmation. Can I also do this? And so also, you know, sharing that experience and encouraging people to create those networks, being active in different networks myself to share my knowledge, but also to get knowledge from others in specific areas and so that we can boost and, and support each other. And, and I feel that, that especially young women, students, they are very few that I have encountered uh, who, who are women comparatively. So, so you, you need to give them special attention. You need to give them that confidence and to show the different ways and, and to sort of boost them to, to fully live out their, their, their qualities and their knowledge and their passion, which is very often trade. And now Cecilia and Deborah are sharing their trade expertise with us as part of the Trade Experts Advisory Board. We asked what motivated them to join us. It's not so much about uh, our role as advisor. It's more the 
the whole role of, of trade experts being there as a forum for people, young and old, in private sector, in, in public sector, in academia, in, in what have you, uh, to meet, to learn from each other, to boost each other and, and to get that connection. And all this time when we have been forced to, to meet over, over internet and over Zoom or, or, or uh, WebEx, we have also had the possibility to discover seminars and attend seminars that you would never have considered in normal cases. And just by looking at some of them, the trade experts have done, as you know, it has really shown how impressive this is and how many super qualified women all over the world, all across the time zones, there are out there who can discuss topical uh, matters on trade from a very, very knowledgeable and qualified point of view. And that, that is amazing. And this is what Deborah told us. With respect to trade experts, I, I think that it's really um, a fabulous organization because it includes uh, women from several different professional occupations, economists, lawyers, government officials, consultants, and at different stages in their careers. And so, you know, just having this wonderful network and allowing everybody to learn from each other, to get to know each other uh, across different continents is, is really eye-opening and inspiring, I think, for, for all of us. And uh, it's, it's, really, it's really terrific. We're not only learning how much expertise there is around the world, but I find it at, at my stage in life very energizing. <laughs> and exciting uh, to see how many wonderful, amazing women there are around the world. Joining Trade Experts can give you a way to network with all of these wonderful, amazing women around the world. And no matter what stage of your career you are in, you can find and connect with Trade Experts. As an example, Belen Grecia is a member and also volunteers on the blog editorial board for Trade Experts. She shares her experience with Trade Experts and how it has helped her students find their way in a field with few representatives in her home country. Uh, actually, for example, I'm going to tell you about my experience coming from Argentina. Um, I also have teaching experience. I teach international public, international law in Buenos Aires. And I've always had this question about, well, but if you do trade and investment, what do you do? Like in Argentina, what, what are your prospects in doing this? And uh, in the last couple of years, I, I've directed all my students who have uh, interested in trade and investment to take a look at uh, trade experts. You can see the blog there, you can um, connect with people, you can actually see how there's different paths and career, career paths you could possibly follow. Gives you a really nice opportunity to connect with people in your field. And Cecilia calls it a domino effect. Because if you, if you mention somewhere that trade expert exists and so on people say yeah 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 i've heard about you tell me more 
And then, you know, people, uh, they sign up personally or, or they spread the news to, to their own networks. So it, it really has a domino effect. And just in, in a year, trade express has become something that, that is really on the agenda in the trade world. And that's amazing. Well, it really allows us to expand our horizons. Just to give you an example, I mean, in the past, I have organized conferences and policy initiatives, but normally within Canada, and I'm sure, Cecilia, you know, a lot of what you have organized in the past has been within uh, the European Union. So my frame of reference has often been Canada or uh, North America generally, but now, with trade experts, I'm able to network with trade policy experts in New Zealand and in the UK, uh, in Africa, in, in all different parts of the world, and really expand our horizons and double or triple or quadruple uh, the scope and the impact of what we're trying to accomplish in terms of policy or outreach or, or whatever it is we're trying to do. So, you know, we can work with multiple governments and international organizations rather than just one. So our our ability to do things and to, to have an impact on the world just is really explosive <laughs> because of this organization. And with that, we will close our episode for today. Thank you to Cecilia Malmstrom, Deborah Steger, and Belen Gracia. If you would like to find out more about Trade Experts, you can find us online at tradeexperts.org. You can find us on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us.